Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Thursday morning. So tonight, they take the Field of Dreams one more time. It should be a great game. I love the uniforms. I love the throwback sense of this whole thing. It's it's actually kind of like a nice little deal in between the All-Star break and the playoffs. You know, it's kind of like a nice little break, if you will, or kind of reminding us why we like baseball. But I thought it was successful from what I've heard, this might be the last one for a while. That is correct. It, it isn't a problem as such. And incidentally, this is not an exhibition. This is a real regular season game in the National League Central. It also ran the Cincinnati Reds and Chicago Cubs ain't going anywhere this year, but they are playing in this game. But it will be the last one for a while. Now, does that indicate some kind of a disagreement of some sort? No, not at all. The new owner of the Field of Dreams complex is Frank Thomas, the old Chicago White Sox all-Star and Auburn University All-America, and Frank and his conglomerate who owned it have decided they want to expand all that area there, so they're going to start building, and it's a really extensive uh, set of uh, construction plans that they have that includes a new motel and things like that. They're really making it a showcase. Well, the construction's going to take several years, and it would interfere with the field in which they play. The, the Field of Dreams game is right next to the movie set. It is literally right next to it. It's in the cornfields, and the old farmhouse is there and all that sort of thing. But the major league field that they use, which is temporary, it's not a permanent structure, uh, is right next to it. Well, there be with all the construction going on next year and maybe the year after, they're not going to be able to play a Field of Dreams game. So for at least the time being, this will be the last one. Hopefully that won't be the case in the future, but at least for a year and maybe two, it won't continue. Who plays at that place? Because there's no way they have just one game a year. Oh, no, there. no, no. They have they have youth teams playing up there. That's the basis for the construction. It's going to be a youth baseball complex okay. to really build build stars. And incidentally, this game tonight is not the first one on that field. Uh, earlier this week, the Cedar Rapids Colonels, which is a single-A team, played somebody else from their league there just as a, an extra game. So they do play baseball. Well, that's good. I was like, man, that's a lot of money to spend on just one yearly game, Frank <laughs> Thomas. All right, uh, golf. PGA season-ending playoffs starts today. And uh, when's the uh, the action kickoff? It, 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 they're probably teeing off as we speak down in Memphis. This is the uh, St. Jude Classic, and this is the first of the playoff events. There are three of them. But the way it works is really kind of interesting, Mike, because not all the players qualify. At the end of the four rounds of this St. Jude Classic, the field will be cut down to 70 from 125, 125 golfers, which is a normal PGA Tour event. They'll play in Saint, uh, play in Memphis this weekend. Then after that, fields cut down to 70, all based on points. They play in Wilmington, Delaware next weekend. And then the third and final event that ends the PGA season is the Tour Championship event in, uh, in Atlanta at Eastlake. And that's the final 30 golfers. But really, <laughs> the way they work it is the final 30 is all based on points, the top points individuals with the points that they've accrued during the season and the playoffs. Well, the leader starts that tournament, the final one, at 10 under par. He already has a 10 under par score, and I think it's a two or three stroke lead on the field. To start with, gives him a pretty good advantage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because the winner gets 15. 
million dollars. That's a huge purse, but also that leeway to just, you know, not have to take any risks when you play golf and just know that you just got to just kind of maintain a little bit makes it a lot easier. They didn't give me a, a like a minus 10 start or minus 20 start on a golf course around here. <laughs> All right, so 54 years ago today, Ned's got his uh, book of facts out. What happened in Major League Baseball? Major League Baseball showed its good side. Now, it doesn't always do this, but it did in this particular case. The great star from the Negro League, Satchel Page, needed 158 days on a major league, uh, under major league contract, on a major league payroll, to qualify for the pension. Well, he didn't have it 54 years ago today. They looked at this, oh, that's a sin. We can't have this. So the Atlanta Braves signed Satchel Page. Now, he was six, alleged 62 years no old. No one really time. knows. No. Nah. <laughs> but old Satch joined the team, and he didn't play. Of course, didn't pitch or anything like that, but did coach, and he was on that payroll. For 158 days, got the pension, and then completely retired after that. And uh, they definitely got it right, like you said. I'm glad that sometimes they can right wrongs. I got a chance <laughs> to watch a little bit of the game yesterday while I was out bike night at the Legion. Um, five nothing the last time I checked, and I go, this looks like the Cardinals that should be facing the Rockies. Facing a pitching staff, Mike, that really is not very good. Colorado's not a good baseball team at all. They can hit, but oh, they can't pitch. Cardinals nicked him for five runs in the first inning, and that would have been enough to forge a tie, as it turned out. The final score is 9-5. to five. The Cardinals win the game. But you knew St. Louis was going to come out swinging, and, and they did. The Colorado pitching just simply isn't very good, and Jose Quintana was pitching for the Cardinals. Anyway, the key factor in the game, 9-5 to five Cardinals win. Did it with a good hitting attack. Albert hit number 687. So close. 687. Okay, so close. He's, still, he's still a pretty good margin away from 700 home runs, but I think that's really what he ultimately would want to do. I think depending on, this is a, a guess on my part, depending on how close he gets, if he doesn't get it, he may come back at least for a short time until he gets that 700. I'm guessing that. Maybe not. Who knows? He's still hitting it out of there, so I, why not? If they can continue to use him and they want to do it, or a team does, he'll he'll. I mean, if he wants that record, he's going to get that record. So anyway, the Cardinals do get the win, nine five. Play again this afternoon, and the ball really flies in the afternoon out in Colorado. Yeah, and it definitely flies when you're that high up too. Uh, speaking of the ball flying, is that right? That Springfield Cardinals game <laughs> score yesterday? Jeez, Louise, twenty one to four. They beat the Amarillo Sod Poodles. I did it with three consecutive. This is the fifth, sixth, and seventh innings. Three consecutive innings in which they scored five runs in each one of them. Mama. That is 15 runs over three innings. It's a long game. They were hitting the ball all over the lot. Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn and uh, Chandler Redman all had big games in this one, as you might expect. 21 runs, and I think it's 22 hits that they had in the game. 21 to 4, beat the Amarillo Side Poodles. This is a, the Springfield Cardinals are good. They haven't played consistent baseball, and that's what they need to do. Kansas City, boy, they put another needle in the hopes of the Chicago White Sox. Beat the White Sox 8-3. Chicago just can't seem to get things together. All the talent in the world, seemingly, but they just can't win consistently. And we saved the best for last, my dude, (laughs) and that is the fact that we have preseason football again tonight. How many games we got tonight? There are two games tonight. The vast majority of them are tomorrow night, and then the rest of them are Saturday. That's when the Chiefs play on Saturday at noontime. 
But the one tonight are the New York Giants playing up at Foxborough, Massachusetts against the New England Patriots. And the Tennessee Titans going to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Those games are tonight. whole bunch of them tomorrow night. And then Saturday, Saturday at 12 noon, Soldier Field, Chicago. It is the Chicago Bears and the Kansas City Chiefs game right here. Right here on the cave at 104.7, our local pregame show, Ned Talk pregame show with the Chiefs. This is our first one of the mm-hmm. year for the Chiefs. Begins at 10 o'clock Saturday morning. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, one last question. Uh, do you want to call my wife and tell her we're watching football tonight, or should I? Uh, the pressure is on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you're the one that's married, dude. <laughs> Have a good day, man. Sure.